Welcome to the Century Church Podcast with Dr. Patrick M. Quinn. You can find out more information about Century Church at www.century.church or download our app at the Apple or Google Play Store. Good morning, Century Church family. I'm so excited to begin a new series Master mind. But hey, before we begin, I, I need to add a word um, to you today as we begin this series. And um, this is, this is uh, some crazy times we're living in. We continue to, to be in um, a state where it's just weird to look around in here and have no one uh, present other than our team uh, and most of you watching online. And I, I'm really grateful to all of you for the ways in which you continue to worship uh, you continue to serve, be in mission. Uh, you continue to share the good things that are happening at our church. Uh, and one thing that I want to take a moment and thank you for is your giving. Your giving continues the mission and ministry. And I just want to say from the bottom of my heart as a pastor that during these challenging times, I am very much aware of families who um, are losing income, who have lost jobs. And, and those of us that just even have the fears that are running in the back of our mind. But so many of you are continuing to give and continuing to sacrifice and continuing to push forward the mission and ministry of our church um, here and, and as it reaches out well beyond the Pike Road area. And so I just want to tell you today, thank you. Thank you so much for the way in which your financial giving continues to just bless people and move things forward, just like you saw with our announcements and all the things that we've been able to do and all the new things that are coming online. It's because of our collective gifts together that we are able to continue doing some amazing things and some beautiful expressions of love and encouragement as the church that is lifting up the name of Jesus Christ in our community today. And so thank you so much. So as we begin Mastermind, today uh, I want us to get focused in on a series that's going to last for the next several weeks. And I thought about this because this series uh, was done at Life Church several years ago, but uh, we're taking a new twist on it, some new spins on it, some new things that I want to share with you. Because for me, I've been studying over the last year, year and a half, maybe two, and I didn't even realize it, that it was going to come to this place where we needed to talk about some of this. But I've been reading books and studying and talking with people and looking at blogs and listening to podcasts all about the brain, all about the mind, all about the healthy ways in which we need to live our lives first in our heads before we even get to live our lives out into the community and around our family, friends, workplaces. And so there's so much material and so many things that we can learn about this beautiful, wonderful gift we have as our brain. And so I want us to talk about our minds over the next several weeks because right now during this COVID-19 crisis that we are all living through, we all have to have a sound mind. Amen? We all have to have ways in which we can push ourselves forward. And so today, I want us to jump into what it is that we're going to talk through as we learn in this first talk, winning the war in your mind. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, it feels so weird, and, and I, don't even, I don't know that I want it to get normalized that most of our interaction seems to be happening uh, in a virtual world. 
And, uh, and it's creating a little bit of a fog in my brain, I feel like, because I have all these Zoom meetings, I have phone calls, teleconferences. It's like everything I'm doing today is happening on a screen, and even worship today is happening that way. And, and, and to get our minds wrapped around that, we're making mistakes, right? Like we're not thinking through clearly every little thing. And then you're starting to see some people make some big mistakes, or I would say some hilarious mistakes, like this guy that was recently at a a meeting on Zoom, and check out what happens to him. Set before tomorrow's show. Danny, do you have something? No, I'm just saying goodbye. All right. Talk to you guys tomorrow. Bye. See you guys. <laughs> Tony! Tony! Can you hear us? Tony! Oh no! Tony! Jen, call him! Oh my gosh! I'm going through my pants! Hold on, I'm going to text a couple pictures of that. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh boy. <laughs> What's up? Tony, I can see you. You're we can all there. see you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Is that not hilarious? Tony, sorry, buddy. Like, that was so embarrassing. And I've been thinking to myself, there's been several meetings. I don't know about you, but I want to ask a question right now to everybody who's watching. Have you been in a meeting yet in your work where you've put on a shirt to make yourself look presentable, a dress shirt, coat, tie, where maybe you've uh, worn a polo or whatever, but you've worn shorts? You don't have to like own it that you've been in your underwear, but have you at least not focused so much on the bottom half of yourself as you have on the top half? And then you just forget, right? Like I totally can see myself. It makes me want to make sure that I don't wear shorts and that I just kind of focus in on getting dressed completely just in case I get up in the middle of a meeting. But that's the kind of corona fog that we're living in. But it goes much deeper than that. And I want us to talk this today and through the next several weeks because we need this series right now. We need the word of God to speak to us. We need some perspective in what we're going through. We need some right thinking. This series is going to allow us right now to hack into our minds and let God show us how to change some things and how to, ha- how to give us a fresh perspective. And so I, I want you to journey with me for the next several weeks. This is going to be important stuff. And we're going to have some encouraging conversation. We're going to dive into some scripture and we're going to see the way in which we can take control of our lives by taking control of our minds. And right now, I believe we need this more than ever because of what we're going through in this coronavirus pandemic, this crisis, and this situation where we are in this quarantine. And so I want us to really focus in. And so as we get ready to do that, I want you to know that always the outlines are are downloadable on our Century Church app. So all you got to do is go to the Century Church app, 
and go to the messages and you'll be able to see the outline that I'll be following through. And so you can go and do that now. You can go and do it afterwards, but you'll always have the outline there. You can take some notes and you can refer back to it. We are going to have some very good information and we'll also bring in some other voices into the conversation to help us get some new perspective, some fresh thinking on how to master our minds. All right, so if we're going to kick off this series, the first thing and the primary thought that I want to share with you today, the very, prim- the very mo- the most important thought, the overarching thought today that I want to share with you is your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. You know, that is, that is so important for us to hear today. Because uh, like I am doing this thing and several of you are joining me every single morning, 828 prayer, Romans 828, that God is working for our good, for those that love him, for those that are called according to his purpose, that we first got to wake up every day, especially in tough times like this, and realize that God is working for our good, right? So 828 prayer, it's a way to wake up and set your mind on things that are much more important and much more heavenly and much more exciting than it is for us to, uh, to kind of get stuck, right? And so right now, what I want you to do is if we're going to live into this, your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. What we need is we need a thought audit. And I want you to kind of think through this right now. You're going to see some graphs on the, on the screen, and I want you to kind of look through this. So I want us to do a, a thought audit, okay? So like when you're, doing this, uh, when you're doing this, I want you to think through your life right now in coronavirus world, okay? Are you someone who thinks in a more peaceful way? Are you someone who, who thinks um, when you get up, are you more on the peaceful side or are you more on the worried side? Are you someone who, who wakes up in the morning, like 828 morning prayer, but you wake up and you're more of a worried person or are you more of a peaceful person? This is the way your mindset works, right? So think about that on a scale of one to 10. Are you more peaceful or are you more worried? And maybe right now we're creating some community Maybe right now you could get real, right? You could get real with, with each other. Maybe some of you'd be willing to like throw down your number in the chat area. You'd be able to throw down your number. Like, man, I'm, I'm a three right now. I, I'm living a little more worried, you know? Or, or no, I, I'm, at, I'm at peace right now, even in the midst of these tough circumstances. I'm more of like a seven or an eight, all right? But then let, let's look at the next one, okay? And, and the next one goes like this. Are you, are you more of a positive or a negative person? And you know who you are, right? Like, like, are you a little more of a, do you wake up and you're more positive? Are you more excited about, about life? Are you, are you more of a positive thinker? Or do you tend to think the sky is falling, it's doom and gloom, um, or there's just frustration? Or are you living more negative? And maybe today, like right now, where are you right now? Maybe not in general of your whole life, but right now, where are you? are you? Are you more of a two or three on the negative scale? Or are you more of a seven, eight, nine, ten? 10? Um, and, and you see opportunity all around. You see possibility around, even in the midst of these tough situations. Are you more of a positive or a negative person? We're trying to prime the pump right now in, in where we're headed in this series. You know, and then there's a third thought audit I want to I share with you today. And this is, this is very important for the people of faith. And I think oftentimes, people of faith, we fall into this worldly category before we even realize it. And I want to pull us back out of that today. But do you wake up? Do you, are you living today more worldly 
or more eternal. You might think of it more temporary or more in a forever mindset, right? Like we are Easter people. We are people that have been called into celebrating that death has lost its sting, that the grave no longer holds us, right? That we have eternal promises. We have a hope in Jesus. Are we living that way even today, even right now? Maybe you could put that down there in the, in the chat area, you know, is that are you living a little more eternal or are you a little more worldly? You know, are you living a little, and, and, and look, no judgment zone, but just kind of where are we, Right? And, and, and I would hesitate for all of us to just be like, oh, we're a 10 in all these categories, or we're a nine in all these categories. I always think eternal. I never think worldly. We'd be lying, right? We would be lying. The truth of this thought audit is we're probably a little more on the, on the scale of negative, worldly, worried right now, especially, than we would really want to give it, give it credit for. And so that's why this series is so important because you got to realize when you wake up in the morning, right, your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Now, when you think about this right now, mental health professionals will tell you to pay attention to what is called T-E-B, T-E-B, your thoughts, your emotions, and your behavior. Mental health professionals will tell you because mental health is going to be, you know, a big conversation coming up. It's going to be a big issue for a lot of people. There's going to be a lot of people who are going to move through all kinds of stages of mental health. There's going to be people that, that are struggling, suicidal thoughts, depression, loneliness, a lot of anger, a lot of frustration with what we're going through right now. There's going to be a lot of people that, that they say could even begin to suffer from PTSD, right? We think about that only with war, but it really is a condition born out of a lot of stress and crisis type situations. And so today there could be more of that on the rise the longer this goes on. So this series is so important because I don't want not one of you to go down any of the roads that I just mentioned. I believe that God has a word for us. And, and a way for us, more importantly, to pull us away from any of those areas to move us further in the thought audit towards the categories of, of, of positive and eternal and peaceful than it is from worried and negative and worldly. I believe God has something for you and for me as we move through this season. And so I want you to journey with me. And as you think about it, we're going to dive into some scriptures today that primarily derive from letters that Paul wrote, the Apostle Paul. Now, I can think of no better guy, honestly, when you start thinking about a guy who talks about the mind, right? Who talks about the way in which the mind works. Paul, in the Bible, lays down some amazing things for us to hear. And, and it's, no, it's, no, uh, you know, it's not a shocker to me because Paul's life, he was always battling the mental challenges, I mean, the, the man was this great, amazing Jewish teacher, you know, a religious, you know, authority person who then ultimately ends up this follower of Jesus, right? Who then ends up imprisoned and, and, and all kinds of craziness happens to his life that I don't have time to go into today, but all kinds of stuff befalls Paul. And those of you that know the story, you know, like he went through all kinds of a abuse and suffering and all kinds of stuff. And yet, Paul somehow was able to overcome. 
He was able to elevate above his present circumstances. And he was able to move forward step by step in faith. In fact, he writes down in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. He writes down these, uh, these verses. Hey, did anyone just hear that? Did you just hear that? I hope you heard a little bit of that, that pipe movement. Because for those of you that worship here, you, you missed that. I know you missed that. I missed it, so I just got to hear it. Anyways, I hope you got to hear that. Anyway, so I know I, know I digress. But 2 Corinthians chapter 10, Paul writes this. He says, for though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. Do you hear his mindset? Do you hear how he is overcoming the obstacles? He's elevating above his present circumstances. He's moving forward step by step. Just listen to his words. We live in the world. We do not wage war as the world does. Now it gets good. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. Some of us need to remember this. Some of us, this is new knowledge for us. Some of us, we have forgotten that we do not fight with the weapons of the world. We have different weapons available to us. On the contrary, listen, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. You and I, we need to hear that today. We are here to listen in to what God has for us that there are weapons of divine power, divine power. Sometimes I think we don't believe that. Sometimes I think that we fail to really let that sink in. As you're sitting in your house today, maybe watching from your living room, maybe you haven't even had the strength to get out of the bed yet, that there are weapons at your disposal that are not the weapons of the world. They are weapons of divine power, power that is beyond what this world can imagine, that can, that can transform the mind, that can take you to a new place where you can overcome present circumstances, elevate above, where you can move forward step by step, just like Paul did. He's talking about these weapons that he has discovered through his own arduous journey of faith, that there are these weapons. And today, you and I, we need these weapons we need these weapons in our arsenal. We need these weapons in our lives. We need these weapons helping our minds so that we can master this current situation. Your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Are your strongest thoughts more positive or are they more negative? Are your strongest thoughts more eternal or are they more worldly? Are your strongest thoughts more peaceful or are they more in the worried column? Paul's life is a great example for us. He goes on to say in uh, 2 Corinthians 10.5, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Do you hear that? Captive. We take captive every thought. It means you have the power to take every thought you have captive. Imagine that right now. Imagine that every thought by the power of God, you can take captive. You can own it and you can change it and transform it. Do you believe that today? Do you believe that whatever it is that is going on in your heart, your mind, your soul, that whatever the thoughts are, that you actually could take it captive in um, Proverbs 23, 7, it says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. 
It's a good proverb. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. So we're building a foundation for weeks to come. This is what we're doing today. We're going to build a foundation for the next several weeks so that we can really truly master our mind. And so there's two things that I want to share with you uh, today. Two things that I want us to get straight today as we launch into this series. And the first one is this. I want you to identify the number one stronghold that is holding you back. I want you to identify it right now. What is the number one lie? What is the number one deception? Think about it right now. Some of you are alone in your home, all by yourself. What is the number one lie that's holding you back? What is the number one deception? What is the number one stronghold or the thought that you have bought into? What is it? You see, our, our brains are designed around, our brains design our lives around our thoughts. Your thoughts, your thinking is what then manifests itself in the way in which you live your life. It happens every day for us. Neuroscientists tell us that these thoughts create neural pathways. It is the way in which we then live our lives. The things we begin to believe about ourselves, those are the things that ultimately create pathways. And the only way that you can begin to change that is to change the pathway. Otherwise, the thoughts have a free pass to travel down that negative road that you've been creating for yourself. You have to eliminate the pathway. You got to walk back up that negative pathway and start charting a course. And it's not going to be easy because you've been wearing this path out. You have been believing that lie, believing that deception, believing that stronghold, believing that thought, and you have worn that path out. And your brain has designed your life around that belief around whatever that is that now you say, that is what it is. That's the truth about me. You now believe it and you're traveling down that path. And neuroscientists will tell you in their research, you have to, you, you can't just have a new thought. You have to create a new pathway, positive pathways. And see your brain, what's interesting in some of the research that I've done and the books that I've read and the, and the things that I've come across is that your brain doesn't care it doesn't care about creating positive or negative pathways. All it cares about is creating pathways because pathways make it easier. Then your brain doesn't have to concentrate so much. It's like when you learn to ride a bike or learn a new skill. Whatever it is you're trying to learn, your brain is trying to put it into a routine as fast as possible. Listen to me. Some of you need this word a lot today. Your brain is putting your life into a routine as fast as possible because it burns less energy. It takes less of your energy away from you. And so then all, all your brain is trying to do is make it easier. Learn to ride a bike. Once you ride a bike, you always know how to ride a bike. Your brain makes it easier. When's the last time you thought about brushing your teeth? It's been a long time since you've thought about how to brush your teeth or tie your shoes, or get dressed in the morning. Your brain has put all of these things into a routine. And listen to me, your brain does not care. It is an equal opportunity offender in this. 
Your brain doesn't care if the routine is bad or good, okay? So you have to train your mind for the good things you want, the good pathways. You have to get straight and be able to hold captive your thoughts so that you create good, healthy pathways because your brain is trying to create a routine. And the way in which this works oftentimes is that our brains not only are looking for the easiest way, but they're looking for the cues and the rewards that you ultimately will shape all of these thoughts around. Let me give you an example. My wife, she, um, she does this all the time. I do not have this. I do not have a problem with this, but my wife does this. She creates rewards for herself after she cleans the house. Yep. So she will vacuum. She will tell herself, I can eat popcorn or I can have a dessert or I can eat this or I can uh, watch this television show after she cleans the kitchen or after she vacuums. And it's her way to get something done in the house. Now, guys, I don't know about you. I've never had that issue. I can just go pop popcorn. I'm guilty I can just uh, go sit down and and watch sports. Not right now, but I can do it. I can just go do that, right? Um, I don't have to say, oh, I'm going to clean the house first or or load the dishwasher or whatever first. Ah, The dishwasher can wait till after the show is over, right? But my wife has created this pathway, and I see it. It has been going on for years. My wife has a well-worn road where she will not go sit down and enjoy that popcorn or not go sit down and watch that show until she has achieved this, that, or the other. She has created a positive pathway of a cue and a reward for her life. Now, today, what does that need to look like for you in order that you can begin to create a positive pathway? You know, it determines how we react to certain situations, it honestly will determine how, how you react to certain situations. The more positive pathways you create, the more positive you'll respond, even when times are tough. And the more negative pathways you've created, the more negative you will respond when times get tough. So we need some new routines. We need some new cues and some new rewards for some healthy pathways. And the first thing that I would share with you today as we kick off this series is that God is for you. He is working for your good. You have to wake up every morning and create that pathway. God is working for your good. And if you can change your thinking around that, I promise you just even that one thought, you'll begin to change your life. In um, Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Do not conform to the pattern or the pathways of this world, right? Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Renew your mind. So what is the one stronghold holding you back? What does that look like for you today as we kick off this series? Is the stronghold that you believe you'd never be loved? Do you believe that you'll never be loved? Do you believe that you will uh, that you'll never make enough money? You'll never you'll never have enough. Do, do you believe that you'll always be broke, or do you believe you'll never measure up? You never measure up to anyone. Do you believe that maybe you're not likable? Craig Rochelle, pastor at Life Church, said, "You cannot defeat what you cannot define." So I'm asking you seriously today. 
What is the number one stronghold that is holding you back? Because we have time right now. The coronavirus has given us time, time to reset, time to think about these things, time to dedicate toward renewing our minds, toward mastering our minds. So I believe right now it's time to overcome some addictions. And you know who you are. It's time to overcome some addictions right now. It's time to fix relationships. Right now, you have time. It's time to fix some relationships. It's time right now to conquer your fear. You know how you conquer fear? You get put in a scary situation, and then you learn how to conquer it. Guess what? For some of us, this is a really scary situation. You now have a chance to learn how to conquer it, right? Maybe for some of us, it's just improving your skills. Some of us, we get a grand opportunity to improve our skills right now. We have time or discover joy. Or just shift your thinking to be more positive and eternal. You know, um, in 2 Corinthians 10, verses 3 through 5, listen to how Paul renews his mind. He says, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. You need to hear that again and again, and you need to read it after this sermon is over, that we are going to take captive of our thoughts. My stronghold. I'm going to share with you, because I want you to get so serious about this that I want to share with you what my stronghold is. What's the lie that I've believed in? What's the deception that evil has brought into my life? And I can tell you that today, the, I wouldn't have always been able to articulate this, but as a child, I always believed that people will not like me. People won't like you. And it started with my teeth. It started with bullying when I was a younger kid and I had braces. And I had very, very severe buck teeth. I've learned to make fun of it now. But in the 5th, 6th, 7th grade, it was a pain like none other. I don't know how many times I cried in my bedroom. And I always thought, like, just people won't like me. And the bullying and the braces and then moving as a military kid a few times in that, like, it was painful for me. People will not like me. As an adult, how that manifests itself today and that I've had to learn to work through throughout my life with my faith in God, how that that translates today as an adult is you will let people down. And so I struggle with that, or I have struggled with it more so in the past, with you will let people down, Patrick. No matter how hard you try, you're going to fail people. And that plagued me as as a young adult. And then one day I realized something. Through a lot of this mind, you know, research and reading and letting Paul's life speak to me, I realized something. The truth is, the truth that I was always going to let people down. I was always going to let people down. So the first thing is identify, but the second thing is you got to name the truth that demolishes the stronghold. 
You've got to name the truth. And the truth is, I was always going to fail people, and not everybody is going to like me. That's the truth. As hard as it is to hear, I was always going to fail people. But the truth is also that my God is never going to fail people, and my God is never going to fail me. That is the truth. The real truth is, yes, Patrick, you're not good enough. Not everybody is going to like you. You are going to fail people. That is the truth. You are only human, but your God, my God, the God of all creation, the one who we celebrated last week in Easter, that God, he will never let people down. He will never fail. And that is the is the lie that I believed that, that I was going to somehow fail people and, and that was going to be horrible and awful and, and nothing was going to matter after that, after I fail all these people and everybody leaves and everybody walks away and then God had to cut through all that noise and say, yeah, that's true, Patrick. The devil's not lying. Evil's not lying. But he's not telling you the whole truth. The whole truth is if you'll put your trust in me, I'll never let you down and I'll never let the people around you down. What's the truth that will break you free from your stronghold? You see, over the next few weeks, we're going to analyze this. We're going to imagine and get creative again with our minds. And then we're going to reprogram our minds. We're going to talk about building new routines and and the mental practice that we must tap into in order that we can live our lives in a way that we master our minds. Paul mastered his mind. Make no mistake, if you'll go back and start looking at Paul this way, you will realize, and you'll realize over the next few weeks, Paul mastered his mind. It was an act of faith and obedience to Christ. And I want to encourage you today, midst of this coronavirus, you and I, we can master our minds. You and I, we can analyze this, we can imagine better ways, and we can reprogram with the power of Christ inside of us. Because the truth is that the truth will set you free. That's the real promise, that Jesus has come to set you free. In John chapter 8, verse 32, Jesus says, Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Hey, listen to me this morning. I want you to be set free for joyful obedience in Christ. I want each one of us to live our lives mastering our minds and our thoughts, holding them captive. I want each one of us to be able to live through this moment in peace, with positivity, and with an eternal outlook. I want each one of us to realize that our our thoughts guide our lives. And when we put our trust in Jesus Christ, when we put our trust in him, then God will take that and transform our lives. So today, welcome to Mastermind. I hope you will join me over the next few weeks. We're going to learn some tips and some tools, and we're going to dive into God's Word that we can truly master this time of our lives and master our mind. Will you pray with me? Almighty God, we bow before you today, and we give you thanks and praise because there are people, God, that needed this message. I know I did. Because we live in some interesting times right now, God. This corona fog that is here, this virtual world that we're joining in, this this social distancing and 
and, and the situations that are all around us. And God, I pray over every household, over every person that hears this message, God, I pray right now that you would break the strongholds. You would break the lies and the deception of the enemy. You would break that free and allow us to be set free by the truth, by you, Jesus. God, I pray right now that, that for the person that is listening to this message, that feels like there is no way forward, they've gone down so many negative pathways, that God, you break in with your supernatural spirit right now. You break in and you break them free, God, and you show them that there are new ways to live. There are new pathways to create, and there's a new mindset that can be accomplished, God, by the power of you and your Holy Spirit. And so I pray, God, you reach into that living room right now, into every living room, because we all have lies that we've believed in. We all have deceptions that we believed in. We all have things that are holding us back from the life that you want us to live. And so, God, I pray by the power of you, Jesus, that you will break into our lives and you will set us free with your truth. So, God, come and make us new during this series. Come and, and flood our hearts and our minds and our souls with new pathways. Renew our minds. Transform us into your likeness, God. And I pray, God, that we would learn to follow you more and more throughout these days. That you have a new mind and a new heart and a new spirit you want to put in each one of us. Help us, God, to follow you, to live more like you, and to ultimately master our minds like Paul did. And like you've told us, Jesus, we can. We believe in your truth today. We believe in your grace today. We believe in your promises today. And we believe that you have come to make all things new and that you are for us and not against us, that you have come to bring good into our life. Come, Holy Spirit, and flood each person now with those truths and those promises, and may they carry us throughout this week. In Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen.